We're starting a new sermon series entitled Home Improvement, seeing the truth of God's word, seeing the power of Christ impact our homes, impact the, 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 the nitty gritty day in, day out grind that we experience, parenting, marriage, relationships, friendships, sex, dating, finances, these things that are day-to-day issues and and God didn't just send his son to save us from this thing called sin and for us to just kind of figure out life. No, but he gave us wisdom and how to live in that freedom and the abundance of life in these very things. Today, we are going to be stepping into parenting. Last week, I encourage you to check out the message, just laying the groundwork of, of just, of just the, 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 the status of families in America. And, and doing, doing life our way. Do it yourself. Home improvement, DIY projects. I know some of you, got, a lot of you got those going on in your home. And, and I, I'm one of those guys that I don't trust myself with DIY projects because they don't end up always going better. They may end up costing more. Anybody else in the, you know, gotta, gotta get a witness. Uh, well, God bless those of you who are handy. I'm just handsome. Oh, oh. Maybe not. As we talked about last week, we want to do it God's way. We want to do it God's way. Because the statistics have shown a clear trajectory of families falling apart. We're in a mental health crisis. It's real. The data is real. As long as we keep going our way, we're going to keep getting the same results. What's insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting... Different, different results. We can't keep walk, going on the merry-go-round. As we talk about parenting today, as we're jumping in here, think of parenting as like a, uh, as a, uh, uh, the metaphor of like a road trip, if you will. And, and I'm going to be speaking to that more and more. Even though I said the blueprint of parenting here today, I'm thinking more of, uh, along the metaphor of, uh, of, of a road trip and journeys. And, and we take those, right? We take road trips as families, uh, even as individuals. And by the way, as we're going to be getting into parenting, what we're going to be talking about is going to be applicable to wherever you are in life. All right? Uh, 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 and, and so even if you may be singles, even if you, your grandparents or you don't have children or may never have children, these things are still going to apply because you have relationships with other uh, people and kiddos around you. But as a road trip, you know, there, there's, there's a question that, that always comes up every generation and kids ask their parents. You guys know what the question is? <laughs> are we there yet? Right? Are we there yet? Usually that starts about 15 minutes into the road trip, right? Right? And, and then the next question is, how much farther? All right. We, uh, uh, our family was on the way back from Alabama. My grandpa had been uh, declining, and we had flown down to Alabama uh, to see my grandfather. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, that's why I say y'all. Got a little southern boy in me. All right, and we were down in Alabama. We were coming back, and Alabama's warm, and there's no snow. And we come back to Nebraska, and there was this blizzard going on. We flew into Omaha. We were on our way back, and we're driving I-80 between Omaha and uh, headed back to Kearney, Nebraska. Uh, uh, it's not Kearney. It's Kearney, just so you guys know. Um, and uh, we're on our way back, and it's a snowstorm, and the, 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 the highway snowpacked. It's interstate. My dad's trying to go... 
55. My dad's a, a really experienced driver. And uh, um, we're, 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 we're going along down the road. And, you know, when my dad's quiet, you know something's up. And you feel the tension, right? And it's like, it's, it's kind of serious, the, the storm that we're in. And, uh, and, and we reached this point about halfway in between Omaha and Lincoln. And, and this col- the, our, the car, the, the, the Olds 88, the 1977 Oldsmobile, we're, we're rocking in. And, it, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a cruising kind of vehicle, right? And uh, uh, we're going down the interstate, and, and, and we, we start to do one of these things at 55. So we're on the, we're, we're, we're on the interstate, and we're, we're starting to go sideways. My dad is correcting you know, you correct into the turn, right? You correct in into the skid, and, and, and the car comes out, but then it flips the other way. And now, we're not the only car on the interstate, friends. This doesn't just happen once. It's we're fishtailing at 55, 60 miles an hour on the interstate with other cars. It happens multiple times. And, and, and I speak up from the back because I'm an extrovert, and I do that. And I said, Dad, you can stop now. You, Dad, you can stop now. That, that was my, my kind of confidence in my, in my dad and, and his driving, you know. Because when we were you know, back at home and around town, uh, he, you know, he'd like to take his rear-wheel drive. Rear-wheel drive on snow is fantastic, isn't it? You can do cookies, right? You can take those corners, get a little fishtail going on there. And, and boy, you kids don't know what you're missing out on these days. Parents are like, thank God there's no... <laughs> Real world drive, rear wheel drive. So, so he would intentionally do that at home in safe spaces, and we were not in a safe place. And my dad, he wasn't always, he struggled with patience at times, but he was very controlled in this moment. He's, and he merely said, I am not doing this on purpose, Scott. I think our parenting oftentimes feels this way that, that, that from our kids' perspective, we're in control, but we feel, and we know we are out of control. We feel lost, powerless. As I start off this sermon series, and just thinking of where, 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 where are we all at as, as we, we, we encounter and, and, and receive God's word as it speaks to, to us as parents, or future parents, or those who, who have kids in their lives in some ways or shape or form, there's a lot of different emotions that come to come to mind, and we may just be we're, we're coming here, we're exhausted. I'm going to hear more things I have to do, or ashamed. I'm going to hear all the things and be reminded of what I've been doing wrong. Many of you may be in a place of just anxiety, of like uh, 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 just want. I'm trying my best to keep my kids from experiencing pain. Or problems. I'm just throwing my best to hold on to them. And parenting is, is, is just more riddled with anxiety than it is with peace, pleasure, and joy. And some of you are get, you're go-getters and you get after it. And you're eager and you're like, give me those five steps. Let's go. Here we go. I got my notepad out. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to do it. I'm going to be the best parent. Some of us are competitive like that. God bless us. Or you. All of these 
places come from this, this, this challenge that we're in and, and, and this lies that we face. And ultimately, parenting is up to me. I'm supposed to be in control of my kids. We feel that, right? I'm sp- their behavior is a reflection on, on me. What happens to them is my responsibility. It's up to me. We feel this burden and, 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 and we think of our failures. We, we think of what possibly might happen. And, and, and we come to this place because we put the burden so much on ourselves. We have these struggles with God can't redeem my brokenness. God can't redeem my failures and suffering in my child. God, God, how can God use tragedy and pain and suffering in my child's life? Or even them God forbid even them being taken from us. How can God be at work there? Well, ultimately, we think God, God depends on us. God needs us. This is an unconventional start to a parenting series, but here's the truth. And I may actually just... Tr- kind of throw everything aside here today just to focus on this. You can't do it. How about that for parenting advice? You can't do it. You were never able to do it. Jesus is not asking you To be in control of your kids. He's asking you. To let him have control. Over you. Did you hear that? Jesus is not asking us as parents. To be in control of our kids. What he's asking. What he's wanting. Is that he has control over you and me. Jesus, in the role of parenting, and the responsibility of parenting, Jesus isn't asking you and I to do something. He's asking you and I to do something that he is going to do through you and me. Did you hear that? How, how different that is. God wants to do the work through you and me. It's windy today, right? Super windy. Who likes the wind? I don't like the wind. We got one. Thank you, Madeline, for giving thanks in all circumstances. Praise the Lord. In my exercising, I like bike riding, but I hate it when it's windy. In fact, you know, one of the reasons, we, when Jane and I were, were, were praying about God's where are you going to call us? And we, you know, coming out of seminary, it was like, Lord, don't take us back to Nebraska. Um, then we found out about Worthington and the Lord calls us down here and we find out, Lord, this is Nebraska called Minnesota, though. It's the same thing. Like there's no trees. It's just farmland. And all it is is just wind. I don't like wind. And when, when, uh, but I like bike riding, but I hate riding into the wind, right? I mean, it feels like exponentially like much more work 
And uh, here in Worthington, if you're going to ride, I'm going to ride, like I ride, like I'm going to ride around the lake. And at some point in time, I'm going to ride into the wind. In fact, a lot of time it feels like I'm just riding around into the wind all the time, every direction I'm going around the lake. I don't know how that works. When we, friends, give in to the lie that the enemy is trying to feed us of it's up to you. Just saying those words, I feel weighty, heavy. It's up to you. Your kid's future, it's up to you. Their salvation, it's up to you. It's up to you. That, that's bondage from the enemy. But friends, when we ride with the wind at our back, that's a, that's a great time. I love riding with the wind at my back. I still get a workout. It's not that I'm not doing anything because if the pedals ain't moving, that bike ain't rolling. But there is a power that's working with me. It's moving in me. The passage for today sets out our purpose, friends, is to love Jesus. Deuteronomy I'm not going to go into it. I'm just going to save this for next week. I'm doing a pivot, a Holy Spirit moment right now, okay? I feel like the thing that we need to focus on today, right now, is just receiving the power of God for the purpose of parenting. That He wants to encourage each one of us here with hope. He wants to refresh you where you're exhausted. He wants to remind you, I will redeem your failures. Your failures do not determine your kid's life or direction. I am powerful over even your failures. And you need to hear and receive that this morning. John 15, 5 says this, I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I in him He it is that bears much fruit, but apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Nothing. You can do nothing without me. When we would go on road trips, so my mom's family in Alabama, my dad's family, North Carolina, we've lived in Nebraska. We would hop in that Oldsmobile This was a different one. This was the station wagon. Anybody have a station wagon growing up? The shagging wagons? I mean, they could do everything, these station wagons. You lay them down. You know, this was in the era where you didn't, like, use seatbelts. Anybody remember those eras, too? Some of you are like, I still don't use a seatbelt. So we get in the the station wagon, and, and we... You know, and it's the vinyl seats, right? And it's like 90 degrees out. You know those vinyl seats and like you, you're wearing shorts and your like thighs stick to them and they peel or they like get hot and sweaty. And, and so there would be four or six kids in the car and my parents and we're headed out. We were headed to North Carolina. After this trip, we tried to avoid St. Louis. But uh, uh, have you ever experienced this as parents uh, or, or kids of with your parents? Or maybe this happens with you. But, but, but this was in the pre-GPS days. You had to use something called an atlas. I was going to try to get some copy because it's kind of archaic. Maybe people don't know what an atlas is. 
It's this big book. It's a map. They didn't, there was no GPS. And mom's the navigator. Dad's driving. And that could be tense moments. Some of, you know, some of the most informative conversations were happening up front. And us children were hiding in the back. Hoping it wouldn't come our direction. Right? Mom and dad, we ended up, we were, we were in the wrong place in St. Louis. We were in the wrong place. And the question comes up, where are we? Where are we? They didn't know. Mom's trying to find where, you know, street names. Where are, you know, how easy we have it with GPS location and, 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 the tension is rising in fear because we don't want to be in, you know, in the bad part of, uh, of a big city. And we don't want to be in a place where uh, uh, there might be some violence. You might be taken advantage of. And, and you know, you're in a neighborhood and you, you're, you're seeing those looks as you pass by. Like, <laughs> you don't belong here. <laughs> Tension's rising. Mom and dad trying to, trying to figure it out. Where are we? We should be, was another statement. We should be over here. Why are we not? You can't start with where you should be, right? So much of our frustration with parenting is we are, we're, we're trying, where are we? And we're, the, we're dislocated, we're lost, we're powerless, we're in pain, we're frustrated, we're ashamed because we are trying to start with where we should be. We're not where we should be as a family. We're not, I'm not where, we should, where I should be. You can't start any journey any other way. Any directions for any journey are worthless unless they start with where you are. Today we're locating ourselves. You can't do it. This place, this phrase of, I can't do it, Lord. It's not a place of defeat. It's not a place of an excuse. It's the beginning. You see, only when we surrender, recognizing, Lord, I can't see my kids come to you. I can't see them thrive and be healthy and whole and holy. I can't see these things happen. I'm powerless that's when it starts. So when Jesus says, I can work with that. Because I'm the one who does the work in you. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 4. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. So, so some of you are in a place today, you need the light in that darkness. He wants to shine in. He's going to come in today. Now we have this treasure in clay jars. Some other modern translations say cracked pots. Do you, I, that, that's kind of more visceral. You feel that? I feel a lot more like a cracked pot than I do some like great piece of corning ware. Men, talk to your wives. Now we have this treasure in clay jars, fragile, broken, 
so that this extraordinary power may be from God, not from us. Do you feel the fragility? Do you feel the weakness? If you're in a place where you're saying, no, I got this. That is the most dangerous place a human being can be. You're right in Satan's hands. That's exactly where he wants you and me to be. I got this. It's no big deal. I can handle this. The power is from God, not from us. Let's keep going. Next slide. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We're struck, blessed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. For many of us parents, we only get the first half. We're afflicted. We are crushed. We're perplexed. We are persecuted. We feel struck down in our parenting, right? Let's be honest. Oftentimes we use kind of like wartime language with our kids. We're outnumbered. They're coming. We retreat to find places. There's a season of life where Jane and I, like we would take turns retreating to the bathroom just to have a moment, just to feel safe, just to get away, run away. Little Monty Python action there. But with Jesus is the rest of the story. We may be afflicted, but, but with Jesus working in and through us, it's, it's going to be messy, friends. It's going to be messy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But we don't have to be overcome. We can have joy in the face of sorrow. We can have peace in the midst of pressure. Jesus didn't promise that, that you follow me, you come to me, your kids are going to be great, parenting's going to be great, everything's going to be great. No, that was not a promise of Christ. He said, you're going to have problems. But take heart, I've overcome. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. This is Jesus speaking to you right now where you're at. You may be persecuted, but through Jesus, not abandoned. You may be struck down, but through Jesus and with Jesus in you, you are not destroyed. And go to the next slide. We always carry the death of Jesus in our body so that the life of Jesus may also be displayed in our body. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that Jesus' life may also be displayed in our mortal flesh. Friends, Major Ian Thomas has this phrase, that God didn't merely send his son to save us, to get us out of hell and into heaven. God sent his son to get the God of heaven, God out of heaven and into you and me. Jesus being raised from the dead wasn't merely to give us hope. There's, it's going to get better somewhere down the road when Jesus comes or when I die. Jesus rose to get from the dead to give you and I life now in the midst of death. In the midst of suffering. In the midst of uncertainty. In the midst of pain and sorrow, of loss. It's different when Jesus is in you and we are in Jesus. And so today, friends, 
This is the message. The power for parenting. You don't have to be powerless and feel powerless. That power isn't in you. And it never needed to be. You are not in control of your kids. That's not the point. You can feel relieved because you're like, I feel completely out of control. They're in control of me. No, it's not about you controlling your kids. It's about the God of heaven in you controlling you. Will you receive that this morning? Jesus, live through me. What this means is more prayer, friends. Jesus, in this moment, I can't. There's not enough coffee. There's a whole lot more Jesus I need. Coffee ain't doing it, my child. Would you live your life through me with my spouse right now? Would you live your life through me in my single parenting? And I feel overwhelmed without the resources and alone and broken. Would you live your life through me in the uncertainty of my child and the pain that they're going through? And I can't save my child. And it's killing me. Jesus. Jesus, come in me. Live your life through me. I need you. I can't do it. Your powerlessness is not the end. It's the beginning. It's the beginning of Jesus. Giving you new life. I'm going to pray. I'm going to have the worship team come on forward here. As we sing and as we worship and as we come out of this season, this song may feel a little bit of a hard right turn. It's very hopeful. It's very, very, very positive in terms of build your kingdom here. I'm going to pull an audible. Can we do the last song in the worship set? Nothing's holding, Nothing's holding me back. I want you to take a time here, the moment, to surrender. Letting go of your, I got this. Letting go of your, I can't, as a reason to keep you from moving forward in a powerlessness. Letting go of your control, because you were never meant to have control. And receiving him. Jesus, control me. Spirit, control me. Jesus, live your life through me. Holy Spirit, come. Jesus, as Paul expressed, I want you to know about the trials we had, how dark it was. We despaired even of life. There was no hope for us. But these things came So that we would not depend on ourselves, but on the God who raises the dead. May we find you the resurrected king. At the end of ourselves, may we find you. All of you in all of me, Jesus. We pray for that now. Jesus, live your life in and through me. And I pray that for my brothers and sisters, wherever they're at, Lord God. In life in general, let alone in in parenting, grandparenting. 
Jesus, I can't live your life through me. I need you. Have control over me. Jesus, I surrender my ambitions, my expectations, my vision for my kids, my wants, Jesus. My needs, I surrender, Jesus. Have your way. In your name.